What's up, HealthSource? This is Dr. Brady Schuyler with another episode of the HealthSource podcast, Learning From Our Own, where we hear HealthSource best practices and experience sharing from our doctors for our doctors. Hey, HealthSource. It's uh, Dr. Brady Schuyler with another episode of our HealthSource podcast, Learning From Our Own. This week's guest, we mm-hmm. have Dr. James Kendall, who's in... Uh, in uh, uh, source of, um, uh, yeah, help me out. You're, I know <laughs> Annie's going to kill me because you're down right in her neighborhood, uh, Medina, Ohio. Oh, Medina, yes. Yeah, about 45 minutes south of, uh, of Cleveland, the home office area. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so I, I can't believe I almost missed your your clinic's name because that's where Annie lives. So yeah. um, she's going to be like, dang it, Brady, if there's anyone. All right, Dr. Kendall, I've had the pleasure of, of getting to know you, you know, for the last uh, several years. Um, you've been with HealthSource, you know, through HealthSource University. I've been to your clinic. And uh, uh, so I thought, it would, you know, bring you on as a guest. You've been in practice for quite a while. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you and, you know, either what brought you in, uh, to uh, chiropractic or, you know, what, what brought you into HealthSource? Sure. Actually, I'm entering my 40th year in chiropractic now. So, uh, which, so yeah, it's been around for a while. I thought it'd be slowing down, but it's busier than ever. So, which is a blessing. Yeah. Um, I started, I was uh, an eighth grade um, football player and um, I was injured and I spent a year in and out of hospitals and all kinds of medical care and wow. nobody knew what was wrong, but they finally said, okay, you're released for care and you're, you're good to go. And so I went into my next year and of course, the pain's all, all right back in the back and happened to be one of our uh, coaches said, Hey, did you ever try a chiropractor? And um, so we tried a local guy in town and uh, my dad took me and the guy sets me up. He does it. He had those roller tables back then. So he puts me on a roller table and uh, he was a national grad. And so they were kind of, their manipulations are a little wild. Um, Cause you graduated from national too, I think Brady, right? Yeah, that's correct. And, uh, yeah. So he puts me on the side and he just kind of lets me have it. And my dad's just laughing like crazy over there <laughs> at everything that went on. And, uh, but I felt better. And um, so I continued to use them, uh, continued to play football, played in college at the University of Toledo. And actually that's where I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. But what was funny is that, you know, being high school kids and, you know, all of us were using this chiropractor then on the team. So we would try to adjust each other when we were hurting. And that was a comedy of errors. But couldn't hurt each other because we were just big, stupid football players. And, and uh, But it got to be in college where people saying, hey, I hear you crack backs. And so the team was coming to me in college. And you think, I'm thinking, you know, maybe this is something I ought to do. And so um, I looked into it. And um, that's, what I, that's, that's what made uh, my decision. So um interesting though too when i got to school so i was there in 19 oh 79 or 80 i think i started mm-hmm. you know i walked into class and i'm looking around this is in palmer college in, in iowa mm-hmm. and i'm seeing all these older older men middle-aged to me i was in early 20s or mid yeah early 20s and you know most of these people have had careers they were pharmacists they were engineers there was all kinds of people like that and when you talk to them, well, what are you doing here? It's like they had an experience with a chiropractor that changed their life and they wanted to do, they, if they could make people feel as good as what they were treated, that's what they wanted to do. And so it was interesting. That was my, my coming into chiropractic is, and the experience I had starting out. 
So did, did you go in there showing the uh, the professors how to adjust? Because you probably no. have more clinical no, experience than some of the adjust <laughs> adjusting. You know, they're academics. Humbled. They're usually not out in practice. <laughs> I was pretty humbled by what I didn't know. Yeah. That. So uh, yeah. I just was quiet about my upcoming and. Uh, Heads just have to laugh at it, you know. That's funny. You know, I did not know that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you already had your clinic hours and, and repetitions I I, of I adjustments did. before yeah. you ever had to go to their student clinic. <laughs> um, so that you've been in practice, you've, you've had a few different uh, specialties that you've always done, and what you know throughout the years you've been implementing more rehab as of the last few years. Um, what do you say when you're out in the community as a differentiator for you? Now, you've, like I said, been through a lot of different, you know, over the years, chiropractic usually used to be more of adjustment stem type mm -hmm. things. It wasn't a lot of unique things, but now in the age of chiropractic, we have a lot of different tools and, and devices and specialties that chiropractors use to set themselves apart. What do you, what do you say about you and your practice that makes you different? Why patients come to you and your clinic? Um, other than some of your, your other competitors around you? Uh, there's, there's several things. I did have a sister that followed me into chiropractic. She followed me. I do have my one son, Jimmy, you met, and yeah. he moved to Florida. And then I have two more children in chiropractic school now. So, and, you know, Jimmy's comment was, I just want to, I just want to do what you do. And the other two kids say, we want to make people feel better like you do. But part of what you're asking me is what's different in our clinic is that uh, the beauty of chiropractic, you know, our chiropractic um, profession is they offer those diplomats and my sister got a diplomat and, and Jimmy did too in internal medicine and uh, I've got one in orthopedics and forensics and uh, that allowed me to do a lot of the medical legal work uh, that workers comp, uh, auto accidents, um, um, and even um, some expert witness work on, on malpractices. And the additional, I think, just the exposure to those different additional and advanced type of activities really helped because I ended up bringing a lot of the new nutritional in here from my sister. She's showing me things to do and then Jimmy brought more into it. Mm -hmm. um, so I think just the variety and um, looking at what the uh, field, our field has to offer to just improve in your, own, in your own education and what you have to offer. But if I would tell you the thing that I, probably lived by, which would caught my ear when I first started out in practice. I went to, I worked in Defiance, Ohio, and there was a guy that was big into the Parker seminars in, in practice building, which uh, at that time was big. And he used to tell me, Jim, there's one thing he said, don't worry about the money, just look at what your patient, look at your patient and what more can you do for them? What are the services that you can offer? You know, what's working, what can you do better? What do they need that that's not getting from, from where they are? And I think I've pretty much lived by that. Now, the profession certainly has changed in, in my lifetime tremendously. And best practices are the, you know, now the, the norm. Um, those best practices include the rehab and, and the things that health source sets up so nicely and does so well. So I don't know, does that help or? Yeah, no, it. it and the thing is, you know, and, I, and Annie has had people that have gone to you, you just have a, a confidence and a, a bedside manner, it seems like, 
you know, I don't know if it's the skill of just the experience that you've had, the skill of the touch, but, you know, a, a, a gentle but forceful adjustment. I mean, you've had a, a great practice over the years. Obviously, you've been doing some things right if your kids want to emulate that. You know? it, yeah, it's funny. It's funny watching them come in Yeah, because they're trying to recreate that. And um, uh, so they're, they're saying, how, how did you do that? <laughs> it's like, well, there's things you just can't put words on. But I do remember, you know, looking at you know, working with patients and some of them are very difficult and you realize I need to adjust this area, but I'm just not getting it. What, you know, how can I get in there and get it? And that, like you said, you need to be forceful with gentle. And I think it's just something that I just always challenge myself to say, I know that this needs to get moved in, but what I'm doing isn't working. How can I make it work? And that's been, I think just, um, that's just something inherently that I've always done. You know, and over the years, you kind of develop different styles, different techniques to, or, you know, you're adding things to it. And, and I will say, too, tremendously, um, hadn't used the rehab as much until we got with Health Source. We've done some of it, but such a nice change seeing that come through, hearing the patients saying, hey, even, even my new staff members, the little that they know and they're learning, their learning curve is coming really well the little they do with them makes a big difference. So adding any of those additional things to the practices are just, can be priceless. There is something you said there that I just think gets overlooked so often in our profession. And it's the intention of trying to create a specific movement in a joint. And some people get it. And some people I think just want to, you know, get the pops and get the audible type things. And, you know, it's the show but what really separates some of the great adjusters is that thought of this is the specific movement I want to create with this vertebrae in order to get the, the appropriate result or response in the patient. And while I can't get it today, I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to add a little bit different line. I'm going to add a little bit different application of force, a little bit different of a, of a twist or a move because you visually see what you want to create. And it's just a matter of trying to get the, the bone or the joint to move in that specific direction. And that's the art and the skill that I think comes with the, the experience and time of, of a number of bodies that you adjust. And uh, if there's a good takeaway for some of the younger uh, doctors that are listening to that is be intentional and be very mindful about that tool of the adjustment. And don't just look over it and just don't you know, slam, you know, throw them down and do the flying seven but think about the movement that you're trying to create with the spine. Where are the restrictions? Where are the segmental restrictions? And then mm -hmm. try to, to reduce those or create the movement to undo that restricted movement. Yeah, and that, that's very true. Uh, um, and probably better said than me. Uh, and it was kind of uh, my daughter who's in New York chiropractic school right now was doing her technique class. And she told me that, uh, but my dad kind of does it this way. And she was telling him and showing the lady, and the technique instructor, to her credit, said, you know, that's the art of chiropractic is what and how can you create that? We're showing you basics, but you need to go and create your own and, and what will work for a certain area on a certain person. And you know yourself, Brady, you can adjust two people the same way. One will work, one won't. And it's just body types and things like that. So what do we do? What, what do you do next? And, and so that I found always the challenging part. And, uh, the rewarding part as well um, is say, okay, then eventually, oh, I got it. There it goes. And even today I had one, but 
it's like we celebrated today on one. It's like, yeah, we got that. It's the first time we got it. And, um, and so that was a, kind of a beautiful thing. And what I'm seeing in my clinic now, and I think maybe it's from being in practice 40 years, but every probably more age. So I'm getting a lot of more of the very severe, uh, you know, spinal stenosis, osteoarthritis, those kind of things. And, um, and the movement uh, is now more challenging. You know, it's a subtle movement. And um, I do remember one, one case that was really stands out in my, my mind. And this was a guy that he was probably middle-aged and I was just out in practice fairly new and he had a, a bypass surgery. And you know, when they have bypass surgery, they split the sternum, they strip the yeah. ribs open and they sew it back up. And when I was working on his thoracic spine, it literally was like working on a rock. Mm -hmm. And what I think I spent, he listened to me, he stayed with me. I spent six one, months with that guy before we really started got movement. And I'll tell you, by the time he remained a lifelong patient and that thoracic spine was probably as normal as you could get. And so, you know, that one, those kind of things stick in your mind. And that was early on and I had no clue, but he stayed with me and we were persistent. And eventually the movement came back in and I can't imagine what it did to spare him from you know, ongoing pain or discomfort or whatever he might've had. I can't. Yeah. I, uh, it just makes, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about that because you just know the potential of what's, what's there. And then you just keep chasing it knowing that it's, it's close. And, and one other thing that you said, which is always, um, it's always been one of my things is to get excited when you achieve something that you've yeah. been chasing for a long time when patients see that passion and that excitement and, you know, you're doing it for them because you're knowing what that movement, what that subluxation is robbing them of, or, or going to be creating down the road. And that you finally get that motion to occur that you freed up that joint that you get excited. It's like, that is an adjustment that I've been working on and working on for months. And we finally got that segment to move the way that I, I yeah. knew it should be moving. Yeah. That's awesome. That's just, like I said, gives me goosebumps. Good All right. So, and I know rehab is a little bit, it's been a newer thing adding into your practice as of late. And, you know, it's a similar thing as the adjustment. It's just, it's something new and different, but you know, motion should occur. We used to be able to focus more segmentally and try to get the results, but now we have to, you know, worry about and focus on global movement patterns because it is going to help reduce some of the forces on the spine, you know? So when we do finally get those movements, those segmental restrictions to, to free up, that you're going to remove some of the global forces on it. So rehab has become a lot more important, especially with our sedentary types of, of, you know, lifestyles that many patients are coming in with. So it's just adding a new element, but same thing. You got to know what's possible. You got to set up the goals and set the expectations of, and why it's important to be able to get those, those results. And here's the different uh, interventions that we're going to utilize. And you keep, you know, working with the patient to try to get them the results, whether it's an adjustment or whether it's a fixing global movement patterns, but all right. So tell me something, you know, with your time that you've been in practice and you've probably had, you know, so many different patients that you've become more of a referral based and, and almost like, you know, when patients, you know, go away for a while, they re-injure, they just come back to you. So you build a lifelong of patients. Do you have anything that you've fallen back on over the years to, you know, for marketing growth, um, you know, whether it's new or old that you've always relied on? Well, I mean, we're moving into the whole digital age and that, that was a hard thing for me to transition to. <laughs> and I still don't know that I transitioned, but 
you guys say I'm okay, so I'm, I'm just testing <laughs> it. So, uh, and I look at the girls, I say, how the hell do we do this? And it's like, I just say, okay, you guys do it, because I have no clue. Yeah. Um, and I do realize, though, that more of our patients, you know, exposure is that way. Um, but early on, uh, you know, there's things that, you know, you teach, probably, you know, the marketing and getting out there, probably one of the, the greatest benefits for me is that I did spend my time with uh, several uh, high school teams around here, you know, that I would go out and, and we had through my training, um, I had some Olympic lifting and, and so I, I would offer my time with them and, and then, um, so I would go down, I schedule my time to, I'd go down twice a week to the, the schools and that's where I think you, the coaches knew you, the kids knew you, the, the mm -hmm. families knew you, probably what really built the practice. And if my kids came back, I would say my one daughter is a gymnast. I said, I would say find a gym and yeah. just be there. And uh, my other son was a soccer player. I would say find, find a club and just be there. And, um, you know, those things in the community that you just gave to people, those were just priceless. Those you couldn't imagine. And then it got to it got to where we have Cleveland Clinic around here and it got where they're getting quite jealous because I walk in and all the kids would just come <laughs> up. It's like they just wanted here. And so all the trainers were kind of pissed off at us. But, you know, um, we would offer, you know, a lot of those kids were just all jammed up. And so we, you know, would have them sign a release form and, and um, you know, I would just take care of them there. And uh, very appreciative families. And some of them went on to play. I know uh, I just saw the father of one who, his son went on to play for Nebraska and the other one went on to the university and was a uh, division one shot putter. And uh, so, uh, you know, so they you know, and these kids were, these are probably 15, 20 years ago that, you know, mm -hmm. that I saw them and I still have the parents coming in. So marketing wise, it's just finding a niche and, um, you know, I think find a place that you enjoy and something you're passionate about and, and get there and be a, be a part of it it's much easier to do the activities and events when you're passionate about it and, and yeah. helping, you know, young athletes. That was always one of my favorites too. And once uh -huh. you, once you get some, some results, you know, they just talk and they talk and it's, yeah. you know, it's just kind of becomes a, a self-fulfilling machine. So uh -huh. um, that's awesome. All right. One last quick question. You've been in practice for 40 years. What do you do to keep yourself uh, motivated, you know, inspired, keep you driven? Obviously you got the kids and the family <laughs> and the legacy that you yeah. got to live up to now, was, but yeah. There is no life. There's uh, <laughs> I'm waiting for the others to get back. And I'm going to say, here, you guys do it. Um, <laughs> it's the motivation to pass on what yeah. you've built onto them and then, and then step away, throw your hands up and step you away. Know, um, I, I, I live and breathe my Catholic faith. And, and uh, I think that finding my strength comes from that and, and even sharing that with the patients. And so you know, I look at some clinics and they're all open and that's fine if that's what you wanted. But, you know, in those rooms, there's so much more that comes out mm -hmm. and uh, you probably know that. And, you know, and I, in today's world, I guess I'm getting too old. I don't, I don't hold back. I'll tell them, you know, well, where, where's God in this, where are we working at, you know, and people really open up. And so sometimes I swear they come to here with body pains to hear some of that, you know, mm -hmm. and they're very thankful. Um, but there's a lot of, you know, the fulfillment you get in helping somebody, uh, you know, get better. You know, there's, there's much fulfillment in that. But I just kind of look to God to give me the grace and the strength to do what he wants me to do. And um, it's a very busy life. You know, my life is extremely busy with the kids, you know, um, 
with 10 kids and a practice and crazy. So that's my go-to. That's my, that's where I find uh, my strength and, and, um, and find the freedom to do everything I can and trust that it's going to work out. God's got it, you know, because I got people coming in and, you know, they're really difficult. I just shake my head and so I'm looking at them. They're down on the table. I'm thinking, okay, God, I don't know what to do. This is just, you're going to have to help because, you know, uh, I, everything I'm doing is, and we're not getting there. And, and so you do have those, those patients are really bad, but that's my go-to. So, awesome. so, yeah, so it's been a blessing that way. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit different in, you know, today's times it's, it's becomes a little bit challenging. Some people are not as open to it, but, you know, staying strong and being able to, to keep, keep using that, uh, in your, yeah. in your clinic, your benefit and, and uh, keeping your faith, it's it's tough. It's tough nowadays. So I, I commend you. I commend you for well, that. You. And yeah. yeah. And uh, well, I, I this has been awesome. I absolutely well, love this episode. Thank you for. Uh, you're, you're most welcome. It's fun yeah. to talk to you. I appreciate it. You guys, yeah. you guys really do. If you would ask me why I chose health source and you didn't, but I will tell you. Yeah. That you know, three years ago, I did have from my own activity of cervical surgery, and I didn't know if I was going to be able to practice. Well, I'm looking at my son. I'm looking at the two coming out and kids don't listen to you very well. <laughs> and I'm thinking what I want to make sure that they would survive in this, in this market, because it's not advantageous to chiropractic. You know, you're, you're struggling with, you know, tremendous amounts of, um, you're cutting your fees and all of this stuff. Um, you need a plan. And, um, when I looked at health source, I, saw things in them that I always wanted to do, but never organized in business smart enough to do it. And I thought, you know, if I could trust my kids to somebody, I, I thought I would trust them to outsource. And, and so that's kind of why I made that move. Had it been just me, I'd have probably just gone on until I was done. But so I just wanted to let you know that. That's awesome. That, uh, again, just gave me goosebumps and tingles. So uh, and you know, we've already gotten the chance to, to meet a few of your kids and, uh -huh. uh, and work with them. So I look forward to uh, continue that when they get out of school and come Yeah, they're funny because they, they have, uh, they've taken it to their school and they've already doing things, you know, with the school and other kids they have from that you guys taught them and they, cause they went through the health source university and, yeah. and then they were working in my office doing the rehab and stuff. And uh, so, yeah, they, they got a nice start. So thank you for that. Cool. All right. I'll let you get back to patients this afternoon. Thanks for taking the time and joining us, Dr. Kendall, as always. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you again soon. Okay, Brady. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. If you want to be a guest on a future episode or would like to nominate another doctor to be a guest, please feel free to email me, Dr. Brady Schuyler at bschuyler at healthsourcechiro.com.